I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely more stirred now than I think I ever have been before about taking the time and really daily pursuing a relationship with the Holy Ghost. You know, it's something, if you've been in church for a while, it's something that can be easy, easily neglected, and you don't realize that you've neglected that area of your life, sometimes till it's too late, till, till you're in a, in a place where you are desperately in need of Him to do something for you. And uh, we should have a relationship with Him every single day. The Holy Ghost desires to work and move through us. Amen? And uh, yeah, this, this teaching has really caused a desperation for me um, in inquiring of the Holy Ghost and what it is that he has to say about our daily walk. Um, I've been inquiring about work, and he has led me to say some crazy things to my bosses. Just being honest, not anything bad, but making demands that I really shouldn't probably be making and, you know, being led by the spirit, he'll speak to you and tell you what to do at the right time. And I believe that he's been leading me. Um, I've in a very nice way, but still a bold way, <laughs> approached my job about a raise and I'm, I'm getting that raise. <laughs> Amen. But, um, so yeah, we've been talking about the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. How many of you guys have been watching Revival in Queen City this week online? Pastor Ziggy talked about something last night that I thought was just awesome about how the that how you, when people look at you, they should see something different. You should look different. And I was thinking about this today, that not only should, should uh, you look different because you should be lacking in the area of sin, because as Christians, we obviously should be lacking in the area of sin. We don't want to be known as sinners. We don't want to be known as hypocrites. We don't want to be known that way. We want to be known for, uh, for having a relationship with Jesus and demonstrating that in our lives. But um, I'm going to share a quick testimony. Some of you guys have already heard it, but it was uh, one of the most insane things that I think that has ever happened to me in my whole entire life. It was really wild. Michael Salazar called me as it was going on, so he got to hear part of this while it was happening. <laughs> but I think it's a great testimony, first of the goodness of God and how just miraculous it is that he speaks to us. Gabe, you better move. <laughs> how miraculous it is that he speaks to us and he leads us and guides us. And in moments that we have no idea what to do, in moments of possible danger, in moments that that we're desperate for him to move on our behalf, he steps in and does something about our situation. And that's exactly what happened here. Um, after healing room, was it healing room or was it Baptist? Healing room. After healing room, which was awesome, we, um, as we often do, went home, got in the same car and went to go find a snack. Um, so we I wanted ice cream. This is where we went wrong. Let me tell you this from the beginning. I wanted ice cream. Ayla wanted an icy, and we went with an icy. That was mistake number one. I fully wholeheartedly believe, had we gone to Brahms, that the anointing would have been so great that this situation wouldn't have happened. But, so we go home, drop off Ayla's car. She gets in the car with me. We go to On Cue, get some ices. We're feeling good. We get back home, and we're walking towards our apartment. For those of you that have been there, you know there's a sidewalk in front of the apartment. There's a guy on the sidewalk, which is not abnormal. Even at night, people are often walking around. It's a big complex, so people go for walks pretty regularly. And this guy is walking, and he stops behind us. And I noticed just, maybe it's a guy thing, but I just noticed, and I'm like, 
this is not good. Something's wrong here. So I turned and I gave him a dirty look because I wanted him to know, I, yeah, I'm here. I see you. Whatever you're going to do, please, let's just not go down that path. Let's avoid this. Didn't say anything, but he was looking at us. So we go up to the apartment and I tell Ayla, something's just not right. And I don't want to get my car window busted out. I'm going to go see if he's looking in our, the windows of our cars because it was late at this point. It was probably 10, 10, 15, 1030, somewhere around there. And um, maybe a little bit early, maybe more like 9.45. But um, we go back outside, take the dog, because the dog's got to go outside anyways. Take the dog, look around for this guy, don't see him anywhere, he's just disappeared. I'm like, hmm, that's a little strange. So we take the dog, dog's doing his business. Ayla's taking our trash to the dumpster, and this lady comes out of nowhere on the other side of the building. At that moment, I knew... Something really is off. This isn't just my imagination. Something's going on. And I also became completely aware that I had nothing with me to protect myself for, for whatever was about to happen. Um, didn't have a gun, didn't have a bat, didn't have anything. I had Ayla and the dog, but truthfully, that dog, he looks tough, but all they had to do would be like, oh, you're a good boy, and that would have been the end of it. <laughs> He'd have been licking at their toes, and he would have been happy. Anyways, though, um, we see this lady. She kind of cuts across to this other building, and I'm like, I'm not going back up to my apartment knowing something's going on. So I'm watching. We see her go one way, and I'm like, she's about to cut back and come this direction. But the whole time, this is where our apartment building is. The whole time, my back is to the apartment building, and we're just watching her. And she comes back around, and she's going towards this car until she sees us. And then she cuts straight over towards us, right past us. And as she goes by us, I turn and look. And that guy that we saw at the beginning was walking up straight towards our apartment, right up the stairs towards our apartment. And I knew this is really bad. Something really bad is going on. This has never happened to me before. And he's walking up until he sees us. Once he sees us, because I'm staring right, I had turned as that lady walked by, and I'm looking right up at him. When we made eye contact, he stopped in his tracks. And <laughs> this is, it's so wild. He stops in his tracks. He sits there for a minute. The girl goes up talks to him for a second, and they come down. And when they come down, they're walking like this, straight at us. And I'm like, oh, no. So I let the dog, I usually have the dog on the leash a little bit closer so that he can't get away. And if people are around, he tries to play with them, and they get freaked out. So I kind of let some of the leash go just a little bit so that there was a little bit of space in between us. And this guy and this girl, who were obviously on drugs at some point recently, Walk up, and this guy begins to talk the craziest story I've ever heard in my whole life. He starts talking about how he said, um, I have to beg for your forgiveness because I saw what they did to your twin, and I didn't do anything about it. And I'm like, I don't have a twin. And I said, just like that. I said, I don't have a twin. And he starts sobbing. And I said, are you struggling tonight? You having a rough night? He's like, yeah, I am. I'm having a rough night. This dude drops to his knees. Let me tell you something about the goodness of God, because what I know they intended to be a not-so-good moment for Ayla and I, the Lord stepped in. I mean, this is a miracle. The Lord stepped in, and this is the truth of being led by the Holy Ghost. Your relationship with the Holy Ghost should demand that the world stops and bows at the name of Jesus. This guy drops to his knees and says, 
as he's sobbing, I need to rededicate my life. Will you pray with me right now? I was in shock because I was thinking, literally in my head, I was thinking, I'm going to have to fight this guy. This guy's going to come at me, and I'm going to have to fight him, and I know he's on drugs, so I know he's not going to feel anything, and we're just going to keep going and going and going, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> Truthfully, the words that I used before was, he had crackhead energy, but it's a little bit nicer way to say it. Um, he drops, and I lead him in a sinner's prayer, and thank God for the Holy Ghost, because I felt when I was praying with him, I felt the presence of God. I felt the presence of God in a way that I have never felt God's presence before. I've never had, I've never been aware of him stepping in and rescuing me from a moment like that before. I'm sure that he has, but I've never been aware of it. I've never been conscious of that. And the weight of that hit me in that moment as I was praying for him. And you know, we finished praying. He rededicates his life. I mean, he repeats after me. He says sinner's prayer. It was genuine. I, I really believe that the Lord stopped him. I was telling Ayla what I think happened is that the Lord really may have spoken to him and said, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. And in that moment, he had a decision to make. Do you want to get Ananias and Sapphira or do you want to give your life to Jesus? And he chose to give his life to Jesus. Anyways, we used some wisdom and called Pastor Ziggy. And, uh, got some good advice, and we watched them halfway leave. They didn't really leave. I think they were real freaked out. I don't think they really knew what was going on. I don't think they really knew what they encountered, and I wouldn't, truthfully, I ministered the best that I could, but I was just trying to be done. I was trying to get out of that situation, but um, he, they left. They got in their car and left, and um, I was just thankful to God for the Holy Ghost, and then, of course, you know, I started carrying my gun, so, uh, he had an opportunity one time. He's not going to have the same opportunity if he makes a mistake. <laughs> I mean, we're not, we're not going to be dumb. But um, what a great testimony of the goodness of God stepping in on our behalf. And honestly, the only reason that I believe that we were in that moment that we could have that encounter is we have pressed in like nobody's business into the spirit. In the last... I don't even know how long. In the last several months, we have been pressing like we've never pressed before because we know that we're on this edge of this line, pressing into our destiny. And we're not, we're not walking into our debt. We're in our destiny right now. We're in our moment right now. But we're on this edge of breaking out. So we've been pressing and pressing and pressing and sowing and sowing and sowing. And it was awesome. Let me tell you, it was incredible. Um, not that I want you all to have experience with crackheads like that, but it it was almost a life-changing moment. I mean, it was right on that line for me. It was incredible to see God demonstrate himself in that way. But I'm seeing more clearly all the time that we're living in uh, a crazy time and that a lot of the body of Christ has been duped by the enemy in this season to become satisfied with far less than what God is offering right now. We're satisfied. We watched this video of these people they were so proud. They were in this house. They're talking about how they they keep saying we can go back to church, and we're not going back to church. We're exactly where we're supposed to be. We're staying home. I'm never going back to church. And I was thinking, that's that's a crazy statement. This dude's leading a, a group of people in his home, but for some reason has an issue with going back to a church building and is refusing to go back. I also saw a post on Facebook yesterday, and Ayla sent it to me. I saw it right after, but Ayla sent it to me, and I thought that it was a really sad post, but it was a post about how, and I don't mean this 
to be offensive or anything like that. But it was a post about how uh, COVID killed our church crowd. Some of you probably saw the post. COVID killed our church crowd. But the, you know, the truth is, it's not COVID that killed the church crowd. It's indifference that killed the church crowd. Because all the people that haven't returned to church are the ones that were on the borderline of being indifferent during that season right before COVID hit. They were all of the ones that became satisfied with less than what God was offering. That it genuinely became satisfied with nothing. Satisfied with a superficial relationship with the Holy Spirit. Knowing good and well that he wants to demonstrate himself on a daily basis to his people. And not just work on you, but work through you for those around you. Um, and it's a dangerous time. It's a dangerous time in these last days for believers to remain ignorant and indifferent. If you don't know what indifference means, it means lack of interest, concern, or being detached. And that describes so much of the body of Christ. Detached describes so much of the body of Christ. That describes some of the people that you know good and well belong here at this church that are not here tonight. They're detached. I'm going to get to the rest of it. This is just an intro. Um, indifference, indifference in the church is a disease and was talked about in the word about that happening in these last days in the book of Revelation. Indifference for the things of God has caused some entire generations at different times to miss out on the life flow of God. We have to determine to end that cycle. And that cycle ends when you give the Holy Spirit a place in you, when you allow him freedom to work in you. Amen? Amen. I also posted something on Facebook. It came up in my memories. I think it was yesterday. It was back when I was in high school. And I didn't really understand it then. I posted it because I heard the Lord say it. But I didn't really understand it then like I understand it now, that when we sacrifice the things of God in the name of tolerance, we will not advance his kingdom here on the earth. And that's true. And that's happening on a regular basis. And all you have to do is watch Facebook, uh, Facebook preachers, and you'll see crystal clear that people have given up a place in the spirit. They've given, they've given up a, a place that was one before. And we're not going to be that way. We're not doing that. So we're going to talk about the Holy Ghost. We're going to be continuing on the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk from uh, Lester Summerall's book, The Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit. And it is going to be awesome. So we're going to talk about the nature and role of the Holy Ghost. To accurately study the work of the Holy Spirit, we must begin with the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11 includes a list of the works of the Holy Spirit, which are the gifts of the Spirit. But in the book of Genesis, we see the Holy Spirit introduced in pristine grandeur and exciting and thrilling display of the role of the Holy Spirit. How many of you guys know what we're talking about here? It's the very first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen? So we know that the Holy Spirit began to move in that moment, and we know he has never stopped moving ever since then. And he's doing the same work. He's, he's doing the, the same thing today that he did then. He's still, he's still shining the light of God here on the earth. He's still exposing God's light to us here on the earth. The functioning of the Holy Spirit as demonstrated in the early Christian church is not new. He has been working with human beings for 4,000 years prior to the Christian era, and he has been working in the church for the 2,000 years since. So 2,000 years since the book of Acts, since the 
establishment of the New Testament church. The Holy Spirit has been very busy functioning on behalf of mankind for 6,000 years. He knows our problems. He knows the answers. And we need these answers from him. Desperately. I added that last part in. We're desperate for those answers. He knows everything. Just think about this. He knows every single thing about you. And he still wants to use you. He still wants to work through you. He knows every area that's flawed and knows exactly how he can work, even with those flaws, to accomplish God's plan in your life. He knows exactly what what it takes to get you to that next level, to get you to that step to break out. Whatever it takes, uh, he knows. He has the answer. So we know that uh, the Holy Spirit is omnipotent. That reminds me of this song... uh, Denny made up. If he was here, I'd have him perform it. I think I have a, a video of it somewhere. <laughs> it was kind of funny, but he was really into it. He made up this song about the Holy Ghost. So when we think of the functioning of the Holy Spirit in the creation of the world, we think of omnipotence. Do you guys know what the, that word means? Omnipotence means all-powerful. It, it means that he contains all power. Um, I think that that's a better way to say it than just than all-powerful. There is not more power than what he is. It can't get any more powerful. It's the ultimate source of power. Does that make sense? Does that make sense, Titus? (laughs) What does omnipotent mean? Thank you. Amen. So the Holy Spirit... Uh, was omnipotent or all-powerful, out of the chaos that existed in the beginning, he brought cosmos. God spoke and his word had to be obeyed. The spirit of God moved upon the desolation and there came forth that which was beautiful for God and for man. Amen. In his creative powers, the Holy Spirit is omnipotent. In his universe, in universality, he is omnipresent. Psalms 139.7. I'm going to read this the way that it was listed in the book, but I'm going to read it in another version, too. Um, Psalms 139.7 says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? Let me pull it up real quick. I'm going to read it in the message, because this is one of my favorite scriptures in the message version. Let's see here. There we go. Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit, to be out of sight? If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flew on morning's wings to the far western horizon, you find me in a minute. You are already there waiting. Then I said to myself, oh, he even sees me in the dark. At night, I'm immersed in the light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Night and day, darkness and light, they're all the same to you. And I think that that's amazing. It goes to show we can't escape the presence of God. We can't escape the Holy Ghost, no matter how much you want to. I don't think any of us really want to, at least not most of the time. I mean, there have been some times where I'm like, I really don't want to hear that right now. Can we talk about this at another time? But I don't, I ne- I've, have, since I've been born again, I've never desired life without the Holy Ghost. Uh, I don't think that's a possibility. Life without the Holy Ghost isn't life. Amen. Um, so here David 
was saying to God, where could I go to escape the presence of your spirit? It's impossible to flee from the presence of the Holy Ghost. We know that. Perhaps you have found that to be true when you were running away from your convictions. God dogged you until he got you. And he can do it again and again. And he does. The Holy Spirit is universal in the fulfilling of his operations. He possesses all power and he is everywhere. There's no place that the gifts of the Spirit will not work. I'm going to say that again. There is no place that the gifts of the Spirit will not work. No place. You can go to the farthest corner of the earth. Will you take the cap off that for me? The farthest corner of the earth and he will work there. So in the church's pursuit of being relevant, we have to understand that relevance is not found by doing certain uh, things in the natural. Relevance is found yielding and being led by the Holy Ghost. So we have to be led by his spirit. Uh, Let's see here. Genesis 6-3, we find that God said in words of convicting strength and power that his spirit would not always strive with man. The Holy Spirit strives to bring man into a place of reconciliation with God. That's what he does constantly. That's, and that's what he uses you to do. When he works through you, that's what he's doing. His, the Holy Spirit's in game. His goal is always to bring man to God, to reconcile man to God. That's all that he does in a lot of different ways. Imagine that uh, work happening from Genesis and continuing through Revelation. The Holy Spirit has a fullness of ministry whose chief exercise is to cause men to come to God. Jesus, in speaking to us of the functionings of the Holy Spirit, told us that the Holy Spirit would be a comfort to us and that he would relate the things that he has heard in the heavens. How awesome is that? That he was, the Holy Spirit was there at the beginning. He was there when God spoke. He was there when God sowed his son into the the earth. He was there witnessing the miracles of Jesus. He was there Um, in the garden with Jesus, seeing him cry out to God. He was there. All All of these major moments in the Bible, he was there. He saw it firsthand, which is why, you know, we've talked about that before, why, um, why Paul was able to talk about, uh, something that happened when he wasn't even there to begin with. It was revelation by the Holy Ghost. Jesus taught him it. Um, let's see here. So he said that the Holy Spirit would be a comfort to us and that he would relate the things that he's heard in the heavens. He would relate those things to us, that he would tell us those things. You know, in um, we talk about this all the time, that we God does not want us ignorant concerning spiritual things. God does not want you in the dark concerning spiritual things. God wants you in the light. He wants you to hear. We know that the only thing that holds us back from hearing what it is that he has for us is us. It's our unwillingness to hear, our unwillingness to yield, our unwillingness to sow, our unwillingness to obey. Um, all of those things, you know, we've been talking about super, supernatural increase, right? And we can relate this to supernatural increase also. The reason why God desires for us to sow and to obey is because that positions us to hear his voice. It positions us to hear what it is that he's been trying to say for a long time. It, it positions us to see what it is that he's trying to get across to us, not just as individuals, but as a church, as Winner's Church. God has, God has a plan and a vision and a purpose for every time that we come together. God has a plan to do way bigger things than what we're doing right now. And a part of the way to get there 
is to sow and to position ourselves. It's like fasting, positioning ourselves to hear his voice. That's what he desires for us to do. Um, I just threw that in there. It's not even in my notes. But Jesus said that he would uh, be a comfort to us. And I think that that's kind of funny because, don't get me wrong, the Holy Spirit is a comfort. But when the Holy Spirit comforts me, I've never had the Holy Ghost come and wipe my tears. I've never had the Holy Ghost come and, you know, give me a a hug like this and tell me it's going to be okay. Anytime that the Holy Spirit is comforted, and it may be different for you. I'm not saying that he doesn't do this. I'm saying for me, myself, anytime the Holy Spirit has comforted me, he's comforted me by saying, you know what I've told you. You know what my plan is. Is that part, is that hurt part of my plan? No, be comforted. I mean, that's, that's the way that he's always related to me. I've never had the Holy Ghost come and wipe my tears. Not that my tears were cried in vain, not that, not that my prayers weren't answered, nothing like that, but his comforting wasn't found to me to be comforting like in the natural. It was found that he reminded me of what God says. He reminds me of who God's called me to be. Like Jesus, when Jesus spoke to uh, Peter and called Peter out and dragged Peter from where he was at into his destiny, same thing. That's what he continually, continuously does to us by revealing the truth of the word of God in our lives. Amen. And uh, so he relates the things that he's heard in the heavens and he would express those things um, that you say to God and then tell you what God says in reply. Amen. It is the Holy Spirit who moves back and forth, bringing communication from our hearts to God and from God's heart to us. He is accustomed to striving with men's hearts. When you feel within you a craving, and I've been feeling this more and more, I mean, since we had revival and more and more, even after the revival, I've been feeling this in my own heart. But when you feel more and more a um, conviction and a moving and a craving and a desire to be more like God and to live a holy life and to live a life that is moving and breathing and living with the Holy Ghost, it's him moving in you. That's, that's what causes that. It's the Holy Spirit in you that causes that. This is why it's important that we follow after the Holy Ghost and we don't neglect these things. I can't imagine seeing somebody, and again, I'm not trying to be offensive. I can't imagine somebody posting a picture of Winner's Church on Facebook and saying COVID killed our crowds and being satisfied with that. I mean, in being, being okay with posting that. I mean, that's heartbreaking, first of all, especially knowing more to that story, knowing more of what happened, what, where they came from, a place that they once arrived to that does not look the way that it looks right now. Um, me and Ayla, we went one time to that place, and we were amazed. We're like, it's like 25 minutes. We're like, something's not right here. <laughs> this, is, this is very uncomfortable. But... I can't imagine those things being said about Winner's Church. First off, we wouldn't allow that. That would never, it it wouldn't happen here, but it could. And the reason why it could is because, first off, Christians can get flaky real fast. Um, Indifference can happen to anybody. I've become indifferent about lots of different things at lots of different times. Um, I was very indifferent about school when I was in school. Maybe indifference, not even the right word. I hated school. I mean, I despised school. And that's only when I went, and I didn't go that often. 
Um, I skipped a lot of school, and I was crazy. I'd be, I'd be skipping school and going home and, like, praying. And I'd skip school and go home and, like, read my Bible. Like, I didn't even do fun stuff when I skipped school. Well, don't get me wrong. That sounds bad. I didn't do, like, the typical kind of stuff, like Gabe, when Gabe skipped school. I didn't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> he probably has good reasons to skip, though. He didn't usually make crazy decisions. Usually. But it's the Holy Spirit who brings our conversations to and from God. And I think that that's such a great illustration because when we pray, when we speak to God, we should have that picture in our hearts knowing that our prayers are not falling on deaf ears. Our prayers are not, they're not just going up and not making it to where they need to. And did you hear that? That's a little weird. It's not, uh, because oftentimes when we're, when we are, struggling when we're battling that's the way that it feels it's like man i messed up today so i know my prayer didn't make it up there that's not the way that it works because it's not us that carries that prayer to god it's not our works that carry that prayer to god it's not our faithfulness or faithlessness that carry our prayers to god it's the holy ghost and that's perfect it, your prayers can never not make it to heaven it can never not make it to the ears of god it's not possible because he carries our prayers to and from God, and he carries God's response back. That's why we have to position ourselves to hear his voice, um, because he's speaking, and we need to hear him, especially right now, because things are crazy. People are crazy. How many of you have ever considered these points about the Holy Ghost, that he's all-powerful? Most of us have, but also that he's always there. He's, he is in everything. Everything that you are, he is involved with. Everything. That should be a scary thought to some of us. He is involved with everything that you spend your time doing. He's involved in it. He's there with you. Every single thing. Every moment, every thought, every battle, he's there with us. But does it stir your faith in a greater measure, being reminded of these things? Anybody? It definitely stirs mine. It stirs my faith knowing that God is here with us. And not only does he desire to work in us, but he desires to work through us. Amen? He's, you're not called to sit. You're not called to be here just receiving. You are to receive so you can go and pour out. This, this world needs what we have to offer in this season. We see it every week when we go to the hospital. We see it every week. We see the desperation of people that are broken, not knowing where their loved ones are going, not knowing what's going to happen to them. And we go, and we don't go offering hope. We hope that this person's going to get better. We talk crazy. There are people that are on their deathbeds, and we don't pray, Lord, let them go peacefully, let them go quickly. We don't really, usually we don't listen to people when they talk about it. It's their time to go, oh, man, is it really? Lord, raise them up in the name of Jesus. We don't pray that way. We don't pray. We don't pray for people uh, in, in the way that we're asked to pray. We pray the way that the word of God declares that we are supposed to pray. We're to lay hands on the sick, and there's another part to that. They shall recover. Amen. So when we go to the hospital, we see people's brokenness every single week. I'll never forget this one guy. Um, I haven't seen him, so hopefully he's all right. But um, we went to the ER, and he was probably my age. He looked to be at least close to my age. He was younger. Um, 
in his 20s for sure, but I walked up to him, and if the ER is pretty busy, we usually will split up just because we try to stay out of the way. Sometimes the nurses come through there walking all fast, and if you're in the middle of the aisle, they give you dirty looks, and it's kind of uncomfortable. So sometimes we'll split up and go a couple different directions. I think that I was by myself. Ayla may have been with me, but I don't remember for sure. But this guy, I went up to him, and he looked fine. And I, I actually assumed, I think it was his girlfriend, that she was the one that was there for treatment or for whatever. And I walked up to him, and I said, hey, can we pray with you guys? You know, you're in the ER, so what's going on? And he began to cry. Do you remember this guy? That he had headaches? So I asked him, what's going on? And he said, I just have this really bad headache. And I'm like, that must be pretty bad if you came to the ER. I mean, that must be a bad headache. And he's like, it's only bad because I haven't felt a headache like this before. He said, I think I have COVID and I'm really scared. And when I had COVID both times, I wasn't really scared. It just didn't affect me that way. But had I spent a lot of time hearing the constant media propaganda about COVID, I probably would have been more scared. And this guy was, I saw it in his eyes. He was terrified of COVID. I actually, I didn't even pray for his headaches when I prayed for him. I, that was the last thing on my mind because I'm like, man, you are bound up with fear. And I laid my hands on him and I cursed a spirit of fear. And I told him, I said, you're about to feel the presence of God come on you. And that fear is going to be eradicated. You won't find it. You can look for it. After we're done, you can look for it, and you will not find that fear in you. He's eradicating that fear, and he's demonstrating himself to you because he wants you to know you don't have to be scared. I, I didn't see him do it. I fully believe that he got up and walked out of there because there's no way he could have stayed. I saw he looked shocked. I mean, his eyes were huge. Like, I can't believe this just happened right now. And we have those encounters, not one time. We have those encounters every single week where we pray for people and they're amazed that there are people out doing something. Most people that go to the hospital to minister to people are there to minister to families and to get them through a rough time. We're not there for that reason. Most of our encounters are with the families, but I don't care about the family. I mean, it sucks. I know you're sad. I know it's a struggle, but Jesus is the healer, and that's the solution. So that's, that's where our focus always is. But, you know, he, I'm going to put a little uh, advertisement in there. Join us Friday, and uh, he can use you that way. It'll be awesome. We have to get out there and do more, though. We, wouldn't it be awesome if we could go to every hospital in Oklahoma City every week and just lead a parade of people out of there healed and whole? Wouldn't it be awesome? And we, we're starting to see it. I've, sometimes I think it's because of the weather. Sometimes I think it's because of the day of the week that we go. But we're starting to see there are times that we go, that we come back the next week, and there's like a person in the emergency room. And I've, I don't think it's crazy to think that that's because of what, the work that we're doing. I don't think it's crazy to think that the hospital is being emptied out as we speak as, as a result of the prayers that we have prayed. We go about 30 minutes early every week, and we pray. And when we pray, I mean we pray. Ayla prays harder probably than I do. She gets mad at me sometimes because I get distracted. But we pray, and we're praying, believing, trusting God for miracles, believing God to demonstrate himself like we've seen him do. Um, I often think, I'm like, I've seen blind eyes open. How many of you guys have ever seen blind eyes open? I have seen blind eyes open right before my eyes. I have seen it. I've been a witness to it one time. That's not enough. But 
it's not enough because I can tell you I have encountered more than one blind person since then. It's not enough. We have to get out there and do something. And the only way that we're going to do that is by knowing that God is with us in every situation. Everything you are doing constantly, he is with you and wants to work with you and through you and for you. Amen? Amen. Pastor Ziggy had a couple of points that he wanted me to bring out. I only say that because it doesn't sound, I agree, it's truthful for me as well, but it shouldn't sound like something the way that I would say it. But he said, tell them that these two points stir me up every time I meditate on them, that he's all-powerful and that he's omnipresent. It removes every burden off my shoulders of having to perform and off my neck for having to produce. It must definitely be why the scripture says what it says about the anointing, Isaiah 10, 27, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Amen. It's his work. He will do it. It's his work. It's not our work. It's his work. We're laborers together with him. It's his work. Amen. And I think that that's just amazing that God, when he looks, when he looks for somebody to use, when he looks, when he looked at all of us, when he called us to this, when he called us to this place, when he called us to our ministries, when he called us to be uh, who we are in this moment right now, when he looked at us, I'll use me for an example. When God looked at me, he didn't find genius in me. He didn't find all of the intellect that there is. He didn't find scriptures memorized. He didn't find the best behavior. He didn't, I think, I like to think that he found a funny guy, but that's about it. Um, He didn't find the best fit, but something that I am proud to say that he did find in me was willingness. Because from the beginning, as soon as he, I mean, the minute that he touched me, that down to the second that he touched me, immediately I committed myself, God, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Just speak to me. Just keep talking. If you will keep talking to me, I'll do whatever I hear you say to do. Anything. Whatever you say, I'll do it. And then, you know, of course, that proved to be a little more difficult at times than others. I think pretty regular about the time that the Lord told me at the uh, Golden Palace to pray for this big old crazy buff-looking guy, and I kept trying to get Denny to do it for me. And Denny... I mean, this was, this was the miracle of that whole story. Denny, by the Holy Ghost, says, you know good and well the Lord's telling you to do that. I was like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe you just said that to me. And then he just went on eating. Amen. It's his work. He will do it, and he wants to use you. He, all he's looking for is willingness. That's the only, you can't qualify for this. You can't, you can't qualify for being used by the Holy Ghost. You can't qualify for his gifts. It's not possible. When Hilda asked me today what we were going to be talking about, I almost, I almost said, I'm going to be tricky, and you can put this on Facebook, qualifying for the gifts of the Spirit. And I was going to say, that was a trick. You can't qualify for him. You can't qualify for him. We try on a regular basis, though, as born-again believers. You sitting in this room on a regular basis try to qualify for it to be used by the Holy Ghost all the time. I know I do it. I know this is kind of embarrassing to admit. There was a time I spent probably a whole year, every 365 days, trying to qualify 
to be used by the Holy Ghost. And it was the most frustrating time because yeah, I did not, I was not used not one time that I was trying to qualify to be used by God in that way. Not one time. I mean, I would try, I would press, I would push all of the buttons and pull all the levers and I would be like, I can't believe nothing happened. I mean, I really, I was amazed. I cannot believe nothing happened. Um, but you can't qualify for it. You can't qualify for the gifts of the Spirit. During this present age, the dispensation of grace, God is, you guys know what that means, dispensation of grace? Dispensing grace, that's the time that we're living in. God trying to reconcile himself to man. That's the time that we're living in right now. Um, God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. Acts 2.17, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour, my, pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Here is the central theme of this study. The Spirit of God will be poured out upon us. We will experience the infilling of the Spirit of God. And as the infilling of the Spirit of God comes, His gifts will automatically flow. The Bible says that we are to desire spiritual gifts, right? We know that. But even more than just that, we need to desire the infilling of His Spirit. What we, what we need to focus on is the infilling of the Holy Ghost because with the infilling of the Holy Ghost, with being filled with the Holy Ghost, his gifts will automatically flow. Every time, everywhere, everywhere you go. There was a time, just back when I worked at the mall when I was fixing phones, that I would get words of knowledge, like, and I think it was just the concentration of people because there's so many people at the mall so many different times. And I was just like begging to be used by God. I mean, I was just hungry. I just wanted to, I wanted to do something, anything at all. I, that was such a crazy time. It was a crazy time for so many reasons. We talk all the time about that season and about how much fun we had in that season just because it was, it was incredible. I mean, I still feel like I'm living in that season, but that time was so, it was just so fun. And it was the same spiritually for me. It was, I just had a good time. Because I was just hanging out with God, and he was just working. I mean, I prayed for monks in all of their monk robes. I got a picture on Facebook of them. I mean, I laid hands on these monks, and one of them got healed. I mean, right in front of this kiosk where I'm fixing phones. It was crazy. I, I mean, I was praying. That's where I, I saw the blind man. Um, I mean, countless, countless, countless people I saw healed. And I would get words of knowledge like crazy. And that's, that's a gift that functions in me regularly. It functions in me when we're at the uh, hospital. Func it's, it, it is likely to function tonight just because that's a gift that, that functions in me. And there, there has been a time where I'm, I've, you know, tried to figure it out, tried to figure out how to get it to work, how to make it work. And the only way that I figured that it works is when I position myself just to receive of the Holy Ghost, just to receive of him. And then, bam, it works every time. So when we are filled with his spirit, his gifts will automatically flow. Um, and this is Lester Summerall talking. He said, I'll tell you how these gifts came to start functioning in my life. You may be interested to know that they were born not in a moment of jubilation or victory in my life, but in a moment of great attrition, great struggle. Um, they were born in a moment when I was downcast and almost broken, which only made me realize the greatness and majesty of God. I came to know the thrill of having God in my own heart and life. I believe it will be exciting to you, too, as the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you and the gifts of the Spirit begin to function in your life. Amen? 
If the gifts of the Spirit were not for you, it would be wrong for us to be talking about it. If they were only for the hierarchy of the church, for the bishops, the archbishops, for Elder Rhonda, then you might, then you and I might as well discuss something else. We would need to study a subject that is available to us, something that we can use in our everyday lives, something that can help with our everyday burdens and trials and cares. God uh, wants them to work, and they will work, and they do work. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Say that, all flesh. All flesh means men, women, young people, all cultures, all languages, all people, whether lowborn or highborn, well-educated or ignorant. Have you ever felt unqualified to be used by God? Have you ever felt like the circumstance of your life, the battle that you're facing, whatever, the sin that you are committing, the sin, I didn't tell Ayla this, but something happened uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday in the morning on my way to work. And I have to say, I did so good. I was proud of myself. I should have told you. I just scared you'd yell at me. Not that you've ever yelled at me. That's never happened. Anyways, I'm digging a hole here. Um, This guy, I was right in front of my office, and I was making a turn so I could go into the parking garage of my office building. This dude in this big old truck literally almost hits me. I mean, he is this close to me. There, I was in, it's two lanes on each side. I was in the left lane. And um, he comes over. I mean, he was right next to me, almost hits me. I wasn't going to let him hit me because I'm not letting my car get messed up. That's happened way too many times. I'm just not doing it. Um, There was no cars coming, so I just got over into the lane for oncoming traffic. And I'm right next to him, and there's cars and cars and cars behind us. And he rolls his window down. He's like, you're not getting in front of me. He said, I'll wreck this bleep, bleep, bleep before I let you get in front of me. And I was like, this is a test. This is, I know this is a test right now, and I'm not failing this test. I, and I started praying, I'm like, Lord, I know you almost got me with this one, but no, I'm not, I'm not failing this test. I will not fail this test. I had cracked my window because I heard him start to talk, and I wanted to hear what he had to say. And he said, I'll wreck this. Little does he know, there have been times that I have, I have thought, you're going to have to run me off of this road. I am not letting you get, you know, I've been that way before. It's been bad. But I was like, this is a test. I'm not failing this test. And I, I just rolled the window back up so I didn't have to hear him quite as loud as he was talking. And then I just gunned it at the light and got in front of him anyways. That did make me feel good. <laughs> but I was in, I was in, I have, an, I have a reason. I was in the lane for oncoming traffic. I had to get over. I didn't have a choice. That was just wisdom for me to speed up to get over. But... There was not a, for one of the first times, there was not a single thing in me that was like, that good for nothing guy, I can't believe that even happened to me. I walked into work, and I was like, man, I'm happy right now. I can't believe this. This didn't ruin my day. This didn't ruin my morning. I feel good. I don't even feel like I have to tell anybody about it. I mean, this was, this is really good. I passed this test. I knew I passed this test. I had peace knowing that I passed the test, but there have been several other times where I did not pass that test. And in those moments, I have battled, Lord, can you use me like this? I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I just said that. Can you actually use me like this? You know what the answer always is? Yes. Not only can he use you in, the, in that state. Now, obviously, you need to work on bettering yourself all the time. Don't do dumb stuff. But he can continue to use you in the struggles of your life. He can continue to use you in your battles with your flesh. And he will. He plans to. 
you're going to battle with your flesh as long as you're here on this earth. And he'll use you every single day, knowing that you're battling. Every single day. Amen. So I know I've felt unqualified for the operation of the Spirit of God in my life, but I've been amazed to see that he has still used me. I've been amazed to see that he, he still will speak through me. He'll still speak to me. Um, the word says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That means every single person in this room, every person, no one's exempt. Titus, you're not exempt. That was kind of funny. I said Titus's name and all of the youth, all of their heads came up very quickly. You're not exempt. None of you are exempt. God wants to use you right where you're at. God wants, God wants to use you in your schools. God wants to use you in, Gabe, God wants to use you if, when and if you get another job. He wants to use you in those places. He wants to use you every single day. He wants to speak through you. Some of you guys, actually probably all of you guys, um, I think, have been used by God in some kind of way, especially in outreach. Titus doesn't have a choice. It was the funniest thing one time. We were at the uh, Quail Springs Mall for Christmas caroling. And Titus had to go to the bathroom. Sheree, you know, Sheree, I wish she was here. She didn't even ask me if I would take Titus to the bathroom. She said, hey, Tyler, take Titus to the bathroom. And I'm like, you are not my mom, but okay. <laughs> I'll take him. So we go. I think Ayla came with us because she was looking for the restroom too. And we're, I'm, you know, I say crazy stuff, and I'm messing with Titus. And Titus is like, I didn't even get a choice. I don't even want to be here. I didn't even get a choice if I got to come or not. I may, this is being recorded. I maybe shouldn't have said that. It's, it's been long enough. She won't be mad about it now. But he's like, I didn't even get a choice. I didn't even want to come. And, you know, he's going on like most of you probably have heard him go on before. Um, and I was messing with him. I'm like, well, why didn't you just tell her? I'm not going. I don't have to do what you tell me to do. Because, you know, I try, I try to mess with people. And Titus, it was the funniest thing because he said, yeah, that's going to go over well. <laughs> he walked in the restroom, we walked back, and we, we all caroled that night. <laughs> Miss Rhonda, you were there. Nikki, were you there? Lewis was there. Yeah, I remember Lewis was there. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure how I got dragged into doing that. You know, I've been caroling like three different times. I'm not a caroler, but at this church, I've been caroling like three different, that's way beside the point, but. <laughs> Amen. Does anybody have any questions? We still have some more, but does anybody have any questions so far? Any comments about the Holy Ghost? Oh, I thought you had a comment, Debbie. Nothing? You don't want to say anything about the Holy Ghost? He is awesome. What? Maybe somebody, I'm going to ask a question and maybe somebody can just answer just so you're a little more engaged. I don't feel like you're not engaged, don't get me wrong, but I just want some responses. What do you do to position yourself to hear the Holy Ghost? What do you do your own self? Just give me one example. I know there are lots of things that you can do. Pray in the Spirit. Pray. Do you pray, Ted? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true because sometimes the voice the voices of this world 
are loud. Actually, most of the time, the voices of this world are loud. The voice of our flesh is loud. The voice of the enemy is loud. And his voice is found in the peace, in knowing, knowing who he is. That's a good point. Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. Right. Yes. Right now. Amen. Right. <laughs> right and that's the way that he talks I don't need 24 hours because that's how he talks to me too because in the natural we're always bound by natural law so our natural instinct is always well they said 24 hours man okay what are we going to do about this but that's not the, that's not the report of the Lord and that's the way he talks to me too because sometimes I'll think, I, I've been thinking about this debt that I'm trying to pay. I'm going to tell you guys how much it is, too, because it's not anything crazy. It's not that big of a deal. But I'm trying to eliminate this amount of debt and have been. Have you, have you guys ever tried to pay debt and you pay it and it's like, man, that thing is just not going away. I feel like I've paid a million dollars and they're like, all right, yeah, you still owe almost the same amount. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, we try, we try, we, we push, and we push, and we push. I got this debt. It's not even that big of a deal. It's like $3,200. Like $3,200. I'm getting stressed out about $3,200 when God, God can get that to me right now. It may be, somebody may be standing next to my car right now with a check for $3,200. But, you know, because I'm analytical, I got this spreadsheet. I got, I got all this stuff. I'm like, I got this debt. I know exactly exactly how many checks it's going to take me to eliminate this debt. I know exactly what it's going to take to get there. And then I hear God tell me, well, you can do it if you want to. And I'm like, wait, you have a different plan? <laughs> and then you think about it, and it's like, but God, I made this mess. And it's like, he's always rescued us from our own messes. That's all that he does. That's who he is. So that's the exact way that he talks to me. He's like, 24 hours? Seriously? I mean, if you want your 24 hours, you can have it. He said, I'll wait. But he doesn't need that. Amen. I'm glad you said that. That encouraged me. That blessed me. But yeah, anyways, back on track. One of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to bring our hearts a revelation of the future. If we need to know the things that are to come to pass and the ways in which they will come to pass, the Holy Spirit is the one to reveal them. He will reveal that to you. He'll show you what's to come. 
It's necessary for us to know what's to come. You know, his view, our view is like this. His view is up here. He sees the whole picture. He sees what's around you. He sees everything. And yes, he'll reveal it to you. He'll reveal, he'll, he will reveal what is to come to you. Amen. We need to go, we, we need, <laughs> we don't need to go. We need not to go to a fortune teller or to an astrologer. Amen. God doesn't care if you're a Taurus or a uh, whatever the, what is it, Sagittarius? I used to think that was Sagittarius. <laughs> and I always thought it was funny. <laughs> he doesn't care about any of that stuff. He doesn't care. He's not in that stuff. You don't need to go to those places to know what's to come. Don't go. Don't do it. That's stupid. We can, especially when he's given us access, we can go directly to him and say, hey, God, what's to come? And he'll tell you every single time. We have a prophecy uh, from our Lord and Savior that the Holy Spirit will be the one to show us things to come. The Holy Spirit is our guide into all truth, the revealer of things to come. The Holy Spirit is living in his own dispensation today, separate from the previous dispensations of God, uh, the, the, the different dispensations of God's dealings with men, the dispens dispensation of innocence, the dispensation of uh, conscience, the dispensation of human government, the dispensation of, we're not going to go into all this, but dispensation of promise and the disp dispensation of the law. We're now living in the dispensation of the grace of the Holy Spirit while living in his own dispensation with him because he's here with us. He's in this time with us. That's all that to say this point right here. He's in this time with us right now, right? We know he's here with us right now. He's working with us right now. He's in his moment right here, right now. We know that because it's his moment and he is here, we can expect his movements to be greater than ever before, than any other time in history. Amen? In 1 Peter 4.10, and don't get freaked out. We're, we're wrapping it up. In 1 Peter 4.10, we read these beautiful words. Obviously, that wasn't my notes. I don't talk that way. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. To me, this is one of the most precious verses of Scripture that has been delivered to us from the Word of God. Those who have received the gift should minister the same. Amen. Don't listen. Do not receive from the Holy Ghost and neglect to give that same thing back out. Do not do that. That is not what he's called us to do. In this season, especially right now, people are scared of COVID. People are scared of cancer. People are scared of government overreach. People are scared of vaccines. We see it on every single side. I mean, you hear people arguing for vaccines. You hear people arguing against vaccines. And 90% of both of those arguments are found in fear. Come on. So in this season right now, do not neglect giving out what you have been given. Amen. I believe that anything that has been given to us was given to us from God to share. God does not dig holes and bury things. He's not a cover-up man. That is the devil's business. God is a revealer. Amen. God is a revealer, a revealer of the interior workings of the human beings. This great message of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is something that should be shared. That is the purpose of this writing. Some of us have never considered this in our whole walk with Christ, that God is a revealer. He doesn't bury things. He reveals. That's, his nature is to reveal always. It's not to hide. 
Amen. It's the devil who wants things hidden and covered up. When we are disconnected from the spirit, we go out of our way to do all that we can all that we can do to cover things up. We don't realize that what some of us have been called what some of us have been calling being a private person is really a bad spirit working to keep us in bondage. It's why many squirm away from the manifestations of the spirit. Why some will disappear from church when going through difficult times. When the spirit of God is really working in our lives, he is a revealer. We have to depart from the fear of him revealing things in us and to us and through us. We have to strive to remove the words, don't tell anyone or keep it to yourself from our vocabulary. I believe it's one of the main reasons we don't share the gift we have received. We want to dig holes, bury and hide because of what we call being private. Instead of allowing him to reveal through us to the world the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit and all that he has to offer. Amen. God does not want you functioning in a dark place. How much sense does that? Just think about it. How much sense does it make that he is a God of light, that he is a God of revealing, that he has constantly tried to demonstrate and reveal himself to man, but still we have some that want to sit back all to themselves. Amen? It doesn't make any sense. So when those thoughts cross your mind, because they, they do and they will, you're, there are going to be times that you want to pull back. There are going to be times. I think about this too. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I don't know of a single time that the Holy Ghost has spoken to me for just me. I can't think of one time where he said, now this is for you and for you alone. I can't think of one time that he did that. So if he's speaking to you, don't be sitting there like, oh, thank you, Lord. I received that. I'm going to hold on to that for the rest of my life. I'm not going to tell a, a single other person. I'll get it. Don't worry about it. A single other person, this, this truth that he revealed to me. That didn't make any sense. Luckily, I don't think we got many of those people, if any, here at this church. We have a church full of people that are more than happy to share. That's why sometimes we have to be careful who you allow to share a testimony before the service because we may not get anywhere else. And then we're in like week 52 of gifts and ministries of the Holy Ghost because somebody talked a little bit too long. <laughs> Not going to mention any names like Cherie and Carolyn. <laughs> Me sometimes. Not Ayla, though. Ayla's good. Ayla's really good. She'll say everything she has to say, even if she has to say it at like two times the speed to get it out in a short period of time. She will do it. Amen. I encourage you all to become a sharer and to share every gift that you receive from him. In fact, the way to get this message to grow in your own spirit is to start talking to others about the things that you've learned. You can't do that if you're a private person. You got to speak. That's why you put us here. And truthfully, too, anything that he reveals for you for, that's a part of his plan and purpose for your life, it's not going to be only including you. God's plan and purpose is bigger than you. His plan for you is bigger than you, always, every time. And if you're only seeing you in the picture, something's wrong, something's missing. So share, amen? As you talk about these things, there will almost immediately be an increase of knowledge in your own, in, in your own spirit, in your own part. As you give, you receive. The Bible says that those who water are watered. As you give out, you will receive back. This is especially true 
as we study the Word of God. Those who have received the gift should minister the same. This is the desire of my own heart. I have shared these preliminary thoughts relating to the Spirit of God for a specific reason. The deeper I can place the foundations of this truth within you, the stronger your tower of strength will be. Amen. And I want to be strong. In 2 Corinthians 3, verse 6, the Word of God says that we should be able ministers giving life. I would say that the deep purpose of, the, of these lessons would be for us to be able ministers of truth, giving life, supernatural life, dynamic life to those with whom uh, we come in contact. Amen? Can, can you guys see how us being, I don't want anybody to know my business kind of people, has hindered the spirit from working in and through us? Have you seen that in your own life? I know a lot of times we want to see the examples of those things in others that we've encountered. I know that's my natural instinct is, I know somebody that did that, but the truth is that we all have done that. We all have done that. We've all neglected that thing. I, don't, don't just think about that, about that being exposed in the life of somebody else. Think about your own life where you have done that. Because when we examine those things and we find those areas that we have missed, missed that mark where we haven't done all that we could or should have done, then we can fix those things and we win that place in the spirit. It's like COVID. We got COVID and then we got COVID again. Well, I didn't test. I assumed. <laughs> I assumed because, you know, I had COVID the first time and the first thing I really thought was, that's odd. I've never felt my throat tickle quite that way before. And then I got a text. Andrew, hey everybody, I just want to let everybody know I got COVID. <laughs> like, hmm, it's probably COVID. And it turns out it was. This is, I'm ashamed to admit this. This is, this is bad. But um, I had to get tested for work and everything like that. Me and Ayla go get tested. And I was thinking, I should just let Ayla get tested. If she has it, then I probably have it. I don't need to get tested. They don't have to poke my brain. Isn't that wrong? I really thought that. That's messed up. <laughs> I appreciate that though, David. Um, but when we got COVID, we determined I am not, I will not bow to COVID. I know I got COVID right now. I know my body feels a little bit sick, but this thing is not going to win against me. I'm not going to continuously, this is not going to become a seasonal thing for me, right? Like we have done with allergies. Some people just receive allergies. These are my allergies, not me. Uh-uh. And I have to be careful because I deal, this is bad, but. I deal with a little bit of heartburn, like not, <laughs> not like, oh man, I need some Tums, like heartburn, heartburn, like I have to take medication for it to keep it down, and I have to be careful, because I'm like, and Ayla's so nice, she gives me that heartburn medicine every morning, she puts it out for me, because I forget, I'm forgetful about it, and I regret it, if I don't take it, evening time comes, and I'm like, oh no, I forgot to take my medicine this morning, this really sucks. So she took that upon herself to do. Super nice. But I have to be careful because I always say, my heartburn medicine. Well, the beginning of that part says, my heartburn. Well, that's not my heartburn. That doesn't belong to me. I can't receive that. I was thinking about that today because Ayla on the way over here had to go pick up heartburn medicine for me because I ran out. Um, but I was thinking about that today that I've been saying that this whole time. That might be the only reason why I'm still dealing with that thing is because I keep saying, 
I need to take my heartburn medicine. Isn't that dumb that we, we, we say dumb stuff out of our mouth without even realizing that we're binding ourselves? I mean, I attached myself to that medicine. I might as well have said, you better have some heartburn because I'm taking some medicine and that medicine's got to work against something. So there better be some heartburn in there. That's wrong. That's not good. Not that I don't believe in medication, but be smart. Don't say dumb things. Amen. And that's why we need the Holy Ghost operating in our lives, because he's the one that reveals that truth. He's the one that reveals that to us. When we got in a car accident, was that 2014? 2015, we got in a bad car accident. It was crazy. It really, that was another crazy time. But car accident, no job. It was nuts. That time was nuts. I had a job interview the next day, and I'm like, I can't even go to my job interview. Thank God Pastor Annie let me take her car. But I can't even go to my job interview. I just totaled my car. But anyways, um, I promise I'm wrapping it up. This is going to be almost the very end. We got in that car accident. And it was kind of funny because I don't really take pain medicine because I just don't do well if I take pain. I can take Tylenol, but I mean like pain medicine, pain medicine. Emotionally, I don't do well taking pain medicine. It really puts me on a weird emotional roller coaster. It's not good. So I try to avoid it. Um, and that's not like me. I'm not trying to like, give place to that or anything. That's just, it's literally the medication in my body. They don't like each other. That's probably a good thing. Um, so we go, we didn't go to the hospital at first. We ended up going to the hospital because I went from feeling like I got in a car accident to feeling like I got ran over by a bus pretty quickly. <laughs> So we went to the emergency room, got checked out, and of course they're like, oh, you know, you're fine, you're going to be sore. Listen, sore, they needed to create a different word, because sore wasn't even the right way to describe it. I laid on the floor, because I couldn't be comfortable anywhere. I laid on the floor for days, days and days, and watched the whole Bible series. Ayla hung out with me. We watched the whole Bible series. She tried to go to work one, one day, and she said she felt like her arms were going to fall off, so she left early. But Ayla, she took half of a, this is a funny story, she took half of a muscle relaxer, and listen, it was funny to see. You guys will never see this side of Ayla, but she was all doped up. It was awesome, because she's talking crazy. She, I knew that something, something was off when she said, I don't even know if I'm real right now. And I was like, I've been there before. I know that place. <laughs> that was, it was funny. But after that, for a long time after that, I battled with this neck pain. And the Lord would touch me. I'd get healed of this neck pain in services. I'd be like, Pastor, pray for me. Uh, thank you. And I'd get healed of it. And I would, the next day, wake up and my neck would be hurting again. And I was praying and praying, like, Lord, what do I need to do? You keep healing me. What am I doing to jack it up? I think about this every time Pastor Ziggy talks about how uh, Mandy in Queen City, she had offense, and she kept receiving her healing, but the back pain kept coming back because she had offense in her heart. And I'm like, Lord, I don't think I'm offended what's going on? I got this bad pain. I mean, it feels like I'm getting punched in the neck. Like, it's bad pain. And it would kind of shoot up my head. Have you ever felt neck pain in the back of your head? It sucks. 
So I'm praying, and I finally hit this point where I'm like, Lord, you're going to talk to me. I can't handle this. I can't do this anymore. I need you to tell me what's going on. And I heard him crystal clear, clear as day. He said, finally. He said, you need to change the pillow that you're using. You have a sucky pillow. I keep healing you, and your neck keeps getting out of whack because you have this pillow. I had never thought about it before. At the same time, my mom told you this somewhat recently. At the same time, I had called my mom and I asked her, how often do you wash bed sheets? And she's like, what? She's like, I was like, yeah, how often do, like, I never saw you washing bed sheets. She's like, well, that's because I always did it while you were not using the bed. You weren't around. I'm like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. So what, like, every couple months? And she's like, oh my gosh, no. Yeah. I had only lived out from my parents' house. That was only like a month or so. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It, it just didn't go on for very long. I learned the lesson very quickly. But that happened at this same time. The Lord spoke to me and said, you need to change your pillow. So I, he says, you, you have a sucky pillow, right? And I looked at my pillow. You guys ever have a pillow that's like that thin? That was all of my pillows. I mean, they were all like that because they came from like my parents. There was all the crappy stuff. I mean, everything that I had was crappy stuff. I went and got a pillow and I slept like I had never slept before. And it was all, all because I finally realized, Lord, I need to hear your voice on this. I need to hear what you have to say. He wants to talk to us about those things. The things that you think may be small, he wants to talk to you about them. He wants to talk to you about your relationships. He wants to talk to you about your friendships. Your friends are battling with things that you can help them with, and the Holy Spirit will reveal them to you. There are people that I know right now that are battling with things, that I know things by the Holy Ghost, that I know I need to reach out to some of these people to talk to them about. I know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'm going to. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I, I've been neglecting it. I just, I'm saying he will reveal things to you that others aren't willing to say. And that's happened on a regular basis. Me and Andrew, we lived together for like four years, something like that. And there was often times that Andrew would say things and I'm like, man, yeah, I mean, you read my mail. That was right on. There was times that I'd, I'd tell him things, and it was like, dang. You know, it's, kind of, it's crazy the things that God will reveal to you about the people that you spend your time with. Because you care about people, he cares about people. Really, because he cares about people, you care about people. But because they're your friends, he, he will talk to you about things. He'll reveal things to you. God reveals things to Twyla. Twyla. Sometimes Twyla kind of freaks me out a little bit when she gets over there in the spirit because she knows things. She knows things that she has no business knowing. And sometimes, there were some times I'd come to church and I, I'd get a look from Twyla and I'm like, I need to go home. <laughs> like, this is, this is not my mom. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> and he reveals things too, like hearts and clouds and amen. <laughs> we, we went to Colorado and Twyla was sharing this testimony. I shouldn't have done this. This is not a good thing to do. But she was for real like sharing. She's out of her heart. She's like, I think it was a cloud in the sky, right, Twyla? She said, she, she saw this cloud and it was heart. She's like, and the Lord just began to speak to me. And as soon as she said, the Lord just began to speak to me, I started to laugh. Because I'm like, here we go. This is going to be real cheesy. So the whole trip, we found heart-shaped things. We're like, Twyla. Twilight, look, the Lord's talking, Twilight. <laughs> it was funny. Anyways, the Holy Ghost wants to reveal things to you. He wants to reveal things through you. He wants to reveal things in you. There are things that are in you right now that need to be revealed. There are things hindering you right now that need to be revealed. 
Zedric, there are things in you that need to be revealed by the Holy Ghost. Amen? There are things that are working in you that he desires to have influence over. And he'll talk to you about it. How old are you? 12 years old. Are you about to turn 12? Friday. Friday's the day. Awesome. Very cool. <laughs> God, God will reveal things to you at 12 years old. God will reveal things to you younger than 12 years old. Titus, how old are you? 11. God will reveal things to you right now. And I think that you guys, all of you guys I know, Monte, Eli, Gabe, I know God has revealed things to you guys already in a measure. But he, he desires to take that relationship to a whole nother level. He can help you with school. There were times, this is crazy, and the only reason I tried it out, I think, is Pastor Ziggy or somebody else told me that they did this or that I could do this. But there were times in school, after I got born again, don't get me wrong, after I got born again, I wanted to do good in school. I still didn't. But I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry, but it's, it's not happening. But I would take tests. You know, every final that I took in high school, every single final, I aced every single final. And it's not because I studied. No, definitely study. Apply yourself. But I literally asked the Holy Ghost, God, I don't know the answer to this question. And he would be like, see. I aced every final. And I had to ace it, too, because that's the only way I passed my classes. Um, truthful. But he'll, he will lead you. He'll lead you to talk to your friends. He'll lead, he'll lead you. Ted does it all the time. The Holy Ghost will tell Ted. People will come out to buy washers and dryers and walk away challenged and changed because the Holy Spirit will reveal things through Ted in the lives of these people that he knows nothing about. It happens all the time, right, Ted? Isn't that the truth? All the time. Amen. I remember one time, I, I'm going to be done after this. I remember one time me and Ted went out to eat. We went to Revival, may have been in Shawnee, but we went to go eat at this uh, cowboy chicken place. Do you remember that, Ted, when we went over there? We went over there. Pastor Ziggy, we went and dropped him off. Then me and Ted went and ate before church at Winner's Church. So this was lunchtime on a Sunday. We go over there, and there's this chicken there. She's just crying and crying. I saw the look on Ted's face. I knew he was going to talk to her. I'm like, here we go. So she starts to walk by, and Ted does what he often does. You know, she's walking. Her hand kind of goes up, and he's like, hey, grabs her by the hand. He said, what's wrong? What's going on with you? And he prayed for her. She, she said, she told some sob story about I'm just having the worst day ever. And when she was talking, I'll tell you what he said here in a second, but the Lord began to talk to me. That's why I said that that way. It sounded kind of mean, but that's why I said it that way. But Ted is operating in compassion. You know, he's like, oh, my gosh, you're having a bad day. And I was praying because she's like, and I've, I got to pay my rent. I got to do this. I was praying. I'm like, don't give her any money because of what the Lord said to me while she was talking. While she's talking, the Lord said to me, she is a master manipulator. He said, everything that she's saying is a lie. She's, been she's upset right now because she's been, been manipulating her managers for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they called her out on it, and she can no longer do that here. And it's the same thing that cost her her last job and the job before and the job before. I didn't, I didn't say that to Ted. I, I just let him do his thing. I was eating while he, the Lord was talking to me. 
But I was thinking, don't give her any money because she's trying to get one over on you right now. <laughs> and she, it was believable too. I mean, she's crying. She's snotting all over the place. And Ted's like, just say this after me, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, he goes through the whole deal for all my sins. He's, he's praying for her. But how many of you guys know that the Lord in those situations, he will speak to you every time if you allow him to. I'm so thankful that the Lord showed me that because I, when I, I had already determined in my heart, I'm going to walk away from this place. I'm going to pray for that girl because she's broken and she needs something. After I heard that, I knew exactly what to pray. And that's why he revealed it to me because I had purposed in my heart to pray. I, had, I would have prayed the wrong prayers had I not known what it was that the Lord revealed to me. And he wants to reveal things to you too. He wants to reveal things about those that are around you. I mean, I don't think that you, uh, I don't think you needed to be inquiring of the Lord, like, ooh, Lord, tell me something about David. What's David got going on? But, you know, in your friendships, the Lord, he really will reveal things. He really will. God's revealed some things that I've spoken to some of you guys. I, there was a dream that I had about Michael, about um, him coming into some money. You remember I, I texted you about that? God will reveal things, and do you know why God, I can tell you the reason why God revealed that to me, because I detail Michael's cars, Michael and Twyla's cars. I clean their cars, and when I, when I clean their cars, I pray. I, if I have cleaned your car, I have prayed this prayer over yours as well. It's not exclusive to them, but I pray, Lord, make him a millionaire. Lord, make him a millionaire, because if he's a millionaire, I'm going to get to clean a bomb car, and he's going to get to, he, I'm going to get to clean a sweet car, and he's going to pay me some sweet money to do it. I know it. Make him a millionaire, Lord. I pray that over Twyla's car. When I clean both of your cars, I, I, I clean Twyla's car. First prayer that I prayed over Twyla's BMW was, Lord, you know this is the one that I want. <laughs> this is it. You know I have desired this car. This one right here, I've desired an M4. I want one of these. But then I was thinking, Lord, Cause Twyla to be more successful than she's ever been in her whole life. Let this season be Twyla's season. You know that word that Pastor Ziggy gave me on Sunday? There has been something in me. This is the best way I can describe it. A divine frustration that I have pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed. And not in vain, but I have pressed in. And I am in my moment right now. I'm in my season right now. I know it. I mean, I, I literally, there was one day, I think... I think there was one Sunday that I walked into this building and I realized I am in my moment right now. I really, what I pressed for, I'm seeing that come to pass in this moment right now. I'm seeing it financially. Listen, <clears throat> when it comes to your money, be led by the Holy Ghost. What I set out doing, detailing cars so I could buy some wheels for that BMW that's sitting outside has made me tens of thousands of dollars. In the first month, yeah, I could share this, it's okay. I was trying, I was checking myself. In the, in the first two months that I detailed cars on the weekends and not even every weekend, I think I skipped one in there, I made like $5,500 on weekends only. And that was just really Saturday. Sundays is too difficult. Sundays is hard with church. It's very difficult to detail cars on Sundays. Um, over the course of about a year's time, I think I'm coming up on about a year when I started doing it. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars, like just barely trying, like 20 grand like that. I mean, it was easy. So what I thought was going to be something small, because I really felt like the Lord spoke it to me, 
you could do this. Because I had desire. I'm like, Lord, I want some wheels. He's like, you could do this. And I did it. And he, man, he just blew it up. And it's still blowing it up. I'm getting message. I just got a message just a second ago. Somebody that's going to schedule for a detail. I mean, I posted a picture earlier today. I've gotten three messages since then. It's, it's literally supernatural because I'm like, hey, look at this crappy car. You know, it's a mess. Get your car cleaned. And immediately, like four, five, six people. I have a, one of my like, second cousins is coming from Texas in a, a couple of weeks. She's like, I need you to detail my car. I'm like, you can get your car detailed down there. I mean, why me? It's favor of God. Amen. He will use you. He will lead you. And guide you. He'll show you where to give. Ayla and I, we've stretched out big time in our giving because we're trusting the Lord for a house. And we have seen, we, I think we've given away our house savings probably twice, two to three times already. We've given away. It's like you get $1,000 and it's like, we're sowing that $1,000. You already know we're sowing it. One time we were in revival in Shawnee, right? And I told Ayla, we got to give. We got to give. I know we got to give. And she's like, everything? And I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I just said give. I was thinking like 100 bucks. But since you said that, we'll give 200. <laughs> but get out there. Stretch yourself out. Be led by the Spirit in this season right now because God is a revealer. He's desiring to reveal things to you right now. Amen? Amen. Stand up all over. <clears throat> Man, that was good timing. We're not done yet, though. We're going to pray. Amen? And we're going to Allow the Holy Spirit to do something if he wants to do something. Amen. Pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Just lift your hands up and say that. Say, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for working in me. Yes, Lord, right now. Lord, I pray for all those, all of us that are here. Yes, Lord, he's here right now. Whatever you have need of right now, stretch yourself out. Right now, reach out and grab it by faith. The Holy Ghost is working on you, for you, in you right now. Lord, I pray for all of us that are here. Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus that from the tops of our heads to the soles of our feet, every crevice that can be filled, Lord, I declare it's being filled right now with the Holy Ghost. Lord, we receive all of you, all that you have for us right now. Lord, reveal in our own hearts. Reveal in our own hearts those areas that we have tried to keep away from you. Lord, shine a light on the, the areas that you're highlighting right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we desire to flow and to function with you. We desire to flow and function in your presence, in your spirit. And God, we thank you for moving right now. Thank you, Lord. Does anybody have any pain in their knees? Amen. come up here. The Lord's going to touch you. I, I knew that word of knowledge was going to work tonight. Are, are you going to help me out, David? Okay. 
Just lift your hands up. I'm going to lay my hands on you. Lord, in Jesus' name, I declare no more trouble. In, in the name of Jesus, I curse that trouble right now. Right now, in Jesus' name, I command it to go. Right now, in Jesus' name. I declare no trouble in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare right now it's lining up. Right now it's lining up in the name of Jesus. It's lining up right now, Michael. Right now, no more trouble in Jesus' name. And I declare... <laughs> this is kind of a bold statement. I declare as you are exercising, as you're working out, that there's nothing that you can do for it to go back to this place. In the name of Jesus. I declare no more trouble in Jesus' name. It's lining up right now. Right now. Right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we curse pain. We curse trouble. We command those needs to line up with your word. Lord, there are no bad knees in heaven, so there will be no bad knees here. Right now, I command it to line up. I curse it. I curse, I curse the trouble right now. And I command it to go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I feel good. I feel like we're done. Does anybody need prayer for anything specifically? I mean, if you need prayer, I'll pray with you. Come on. The Lord's definitely here. He's definitely working. Do you want me to pray just over you? You want to pray for something specific? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, Lord, we agree right now. Lord, whether they've heard the words before or not, Lord, we declare that this time those words have impact. This time, Lord, as they're spoken out of the, out of the mouth of Lynn, Lord, they'll have the impact they need to touch the hearts of those that are attending this funeral. Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus. Yes, Man, Don, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. As I'm, as I'm praying, you're saying all the things that I'm about to say. <laughs> yes, Lord, prepare their hearts right now. Thank you, Don. Prepare their hearts right now, right where they're at, to receive, Lord. To receive what it is that you have for them. Lord, cause, cause them as they look at Lynn, as they hear what she has to say. Lord, cause their hearts to be softened to your word. Lord, let them see you. Lord, let them see the light of your presence. The light of your anointing on Lynn as she declares your word. And God, we thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Amen. Did you want something specific? Amen. I'm about to receive another one. I mean, I'm, I, got a, I got a bubbling in me as I'm sitting here right now. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Amen. Lord, I declare favor right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, when, when, I'm not even just going to say paycom, when men are looking to give out money, Lord, cause Hilda's name to be at the top of every list. Lord, not for what she does, 
but because she is who she is. Lord, give her favor like she gives nobody else favor. Or like you give nobody else favor. Like nobody else has favor, Lord. Cause her, cause her name to be at the top of all those lists. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that when her bosses are looking at giving out merit increases, God, that they're not looking at small numbers, that they're looking at large numbers. Lord, we're not talking about pennies of, of raises. We're talking about dollars, $10, $20, dollars $30. That's what I always, I always pray when I worked at Paycom. Lord, I know I'm going to get a raise. I don't want a dollar raise. I want a $5 raise. And then they would come, I'd, I'd go through my, uh, my review period, and they'd be like, so you're, you were making 20. You're going to make 27 now. Like, Lord, you added a couple on there. Praise Jesus. That's awesome. So, Lord, I declare that favor over Hilda right now. Lord, not just to meet every need, but to exceed every need that she has. Lord, that she would live in the overflow. That people would look and wonder how it is that she could have gotten to where she's at, making as much as she's making, doing, hopefully, as little as she was doing. Lord, cause her to work as little as possible for the most amount of money. In the name of Jesus, as little as possible for the most amount of money. And I thank you. Lord, I receive that for myself. I receive that for myself right now. He's working. I'm glad that you said that. You got me stirred up, Hilda. Yes, I release that to you right now in the name of Jesus. We agree right now. Lord, I declare this season, she's not being passed up. She's not being passed up. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, we thank you for that, Lord. You're doing it. You're doing the work right now. I fully expect there to be a testimony. I fully expect there to be a testimony not months from now. I fully expect a testimony weeks or day, days or weeks from now in the name of Jesus. It belongs to you. Amen. It belongs to you. Amen. Do you both want prayer? Amen. Amen. I want to ask you a question, too. In your heart, are you living for the Lord with all your heart? Amen. You're doing all that you know to do to serve him. Have you been baptized in the Holy Ghost? Speaking other tongues? No? Not yet. Amen. Well, we're going to pray tonight. The Lord's going to touch you. I know, I, know that, I know this by the Spirit, and I know this because it happens, that when people say that, there's this expectation that you don't want to have. You don't want to be too excited about that because... You don't want to have to deal with, well, what if it doesn't happen? It, get that out of your head because it's happening. You, can, you should have no expectation other than God will do exactly what he said he will do in every area of your life all the time. Amen? Does that make sense to you? Good. Is that right? Yes. Amen. So, yeah, lift your hands up. You can both. I'll pray for both of you. So, Lord, you know what they came for. Lord, we pray right now. God, that their relationship would be strengthened. Lord, every strengthened relationship that I have ever known has only ever been strengthened because of you, because of you being intertwined into the mix of things, because of you speaking and moving by your spirit. God, I thank you that you're doing that for him right now. Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus, listen, you guys are about to get zapped. The Holy Ghost is here for real right now. I'm not playing. The Holy Ghost is about to touch you guys right now. Thank you, Jesus. Man, he's here right now. You guys are here. Just stretch your hands this way.
pray in tongues, pray, do whatever. Just stretch your hands and agree right now because God's doing something right now. Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus from the top of Zedric's head to the soles of his feet, Lord, that he's being filled right now to overflow. Lord, I declare he's being filled to overflow right now and out of his belly is flowing a river. In the name of Jesus, Lord, fill him up right now from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that he would experience a measure of your presence that he's never experienced before. Lord, let it be greater than anything that he's ever experienced before. Zedric, I hear the Lord saying, Man, I didn't expect this. This is okay, right? I didn't expect this. I hear the Lord saying that you've desired, you have sought the face of God. You have desired to experience his presence. This is the word that he used, genuinely, that you have wholeheartedly sought him and and you've said in your own heart, Lord, I want to see you. I want to be used by you. That you've looked at others and you've thought, why have I not experienced that? Why can't I have that? I asked for that. They didn't even ask for that, but I asked for that. He says that you've said that in your own heart, and I hear God saying that you're coming into a season right now. You're walking into a season. Like, I don't mean that the season is coming. I mean that tonight you are walking into a season where you experience the manifested presence of God the exact way that you have desired and asked in your heart. Does that make sense to you? You've prayed those prayers, haven't you? Yes. You are walking into that moment right now. He has heard your your prayers. He has heard what you have had to say, and he cares about you. There's a scripture. I share this. The Lord told me this when I first got born again, I think. It may have been a little bit later. I've been born again for this year. In May, it'll be 13 years. How crazy is that? That's crazy, in case you didn't know. But he told me, there's a scripture, and I can't remember where it's at off the top of my head. I'm not good at memorizing where things are at. I just know what it says. Um, It says, cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. That's what the word says. It says, for he cares for you. It doesn't say in that scripture that he cares about you. We know he cares about you. Obviously, you're his creation. He loves you, right? But it says he cares for you. Another way to say that would be he cares on your behalf, or he cares so you don't have to. So the things of life that come up, this is what I hear the Lord telling me to tell you. The things of life that come up, that get you stressed, that get you frantic, that get you worried about what's going on, whether it's your family, your friends, um, that's both of those things. Your family, your friends, as those things come up that get you stressed and get you worried, he says to cast those cares on him because he cares and the, the level of his caring is so much, he cares so much that you don't have to care that way. You don't have to care. You don't have to exert energy in your caring. You don't have to strive over that. You don't have to work at it because he's working on your behalf. You got favor, amen, and he hears your prayers. So when you pray, know that. Don't pray crazy things because he hears what you're saying, amen, amen. So I loose that to you in the name of Jesus. You're walking into the best season of your life so far. Amen. Ayla says, happy birthday to everybody she says happy birthday to. She says, I hope it's the best year yet, right? I hope it's the best year yet. And what, what was the reason? Say it in the microphone. 
I, I always say have the best year yet because I don't want to say of your life because I want it to get better every year. Amen. So remember this. Next year, it'll be better next year. In the next year. In the next year. It only goes up. Amen. 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 Let me pray for you, Talisha. Lift your hands up. Lord, I just pray that you would bless Talisha. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, I pray that you would consume her with the Holy Ghost. Lord, you're the all-consuming fire, and I, I declare in Jesus' name that that fire is coming on her right now. Lord, the, the boldness to share will only grow and grow and grow and grow in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that you are working on her behalf right now. That you're working on her behalf. You already know this. I'm going to say it just to be encouraging, but you know this to be the truth. He is working on your behalf. He sees what's going on. It did not, this did not catch him by surprise. Nothing has caught him by surprise. This whole season, it's, nothing was surprising to God. So those areas where you're like, God, I need you to do something. He's already working. You can take that to the bank. He is already working on your behalf in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for touching Talisha. I thank you for filling her full right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we better get out of here. Amen. So I'll pray us out. Thank you, Lord, for being here tonight. Lord, you're awesome. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. God, we expect. We're not walking out of here. We're not walking out of here uh, just having received and not knowing what to do with it next. We expect to be used. We expect to be filled. We expect to be revealed. Uh, we, ex we expect it all, Lord. Everything that you have, we expect it to be done right now in the name of Jesus. We put our faith on that. We know it's true. Amen. Miss Rhonda, the Holy Ghost is on you right now. I don't have a word from, for you, but I know the Holy Spirit is on you right now. So whatever you have need of, if you, don't, if you can't think of a need, think of a need and determine in your heart and stretch out and receive that. Whatever it is that you have need of, receive it right now because he's working. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, we're done. Have a good night.